pros and who got into the vaping business. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Big announcement coming for you right here on the Farm Show after 5.30. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, uh, Jefferson County hosting this year. They've made some big changes in their attractions. And we have got a special announcement and a special visit with one of the guests that will be at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days this year. Stand by for that. Hope that you enjoyed your memorial break. I know, farmers, there was no break, especially if the weather allowed for you to get anything done in farm fields. We'll be talking more about the weather with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist in about 15 minutes. Bryce Snore, Commodity Specialist, before 6. So for today... We are still looking at a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms developing later today in the overnight hours. 66 are expected high for today, 54 the overnight low. We'll warm up tomorrow around 72, but still rain in the forecast. Thursday, same situation, about a 30% chance of rain in the forecast, 72 are expected high. Like I said, Stumux got our weather details in about 15 minutes. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen... It's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's Donate LifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. At the end of the week, it's full speed ahead as far as June Dairy Month is concerned. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. A few counties have already had their June Dairy Month breakfast, held them in May, as a matter of fact, but lots more still ahead. And, of course, that means lots of uh, good milk and butter and all kinds of other cheese curds and dairy products. Most of them will be kept in the coolers. But, Pam, with modern technology, we've had UHT milk for a while but there are more non-refrigerated dairy products in the works right now, aren't there? Yeah, you bet, Bob. Fabulous Farm Aid Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And although I think a lot of consumers might bristle at the idea of putting uh, milk 
on your pantry shelf instead of the refrigerator. In many parts of the world, that is a much more common practice. Bob and I have seen it while we travel. But they're continuing to move forward on what kind of innovations they can bring to the marketplace that maybe don't require refrigeration. John Lucy is at the Center for Dairy Research, and he had a chance to visit with our own Reba McClone and talk a little bit about that idea of having non-refrigerated dairy beverages, how it may change the way we think about dairy beverages, how it may open up new markets to consumers that we otherwise couldn't reach. Reba? Recently, the Center for Dairy Research was given a million dollars in grants, and a large portion of that is going to be going into the Beverage Innovation Center, where they're going to be looking at creating dairy beverages that don't have to be refrigerated. I was able to talk to John Lucy, the director for the Center for Dairy Research, about aseptic technology and the impact that this could have on potentials for new dairy products. Aseptic technology is already available in some products. And sometimes uh, these products are the products you might see if you go into uh, a convenience store or a pharmacy or somewhere and you see some sort of drink product that's not in the refrigerator or in a cooler. They are packaged so that they are sterile, and therefore because they are sterile, there's no bacteria in it, that means that you don't need to store it in the refrigerator. So, so literally, <clears throat> that technology is a very interesting technology because it doesn't need refrigeration, but it requires very specific equipment to do that. So regular fluid milk that we buy, you know, the gallon jugs we buy in the store, goes to a process that's called pasteurization, and pasteurization is not sterilization. Pasteurization is designed from a food safety point of view to kill all pathogens, so all bacteria that are, could cause us to get sick or be unwell. It is only designed to do that. It's not designed to kill everything. So there are some bacteria that survive that are what we call spoilage bacteria. They do no harm to us, but eventually they will make the milk go sour. So regular, the regular gallon jug is not a sterile product, and there are things that might grow in it, but none of them are pathogens. So what we're trying to do with this technology is that <clears throat> this process involves what we call ultra-high temperature. So it goes up to very high temperatures, over a couple of hundred Fahrenheit, but for only a couple of seconds. So basically, it does a very short heating to high temperature for a very short time, and that's enough to kill all bacteria that are present in the milk, all of them. Now, if that is packaged in a sterile environment, you think of sterile environment, it's almost like, you know, the doctor wards when they're doing, you know, operations and everything is cleaned and the hands are cleaned and everything is cleaned. That's what we're kind of talking about, except it's done within the equipment. So there's no chance for anything to contaminate the product. So if we heat it and kill everything, and then we package it in special equipment where there's no chance for anything to contaminate the product in the package, in the air, by handling or anything, then when that product is finished, that product has no bacteria in it, nothing can grow, so it can now be stored on the on the counter because they they don't have to worry about slowing down the bacteria growing and storing it in a refrigerator to slow them down because there's nothing in there. You're going to be doing this research at the Beverage Innovation Center. How did the Beverage Innovation Center kind of get started? 
So, so we, we have been helping companies and actually the Badger Athletics program here, we've partnered with them for many, many years, and we have developed various beverages and products for the, you know, our, our student athletes for many years, including one that's called Rapid Way. We have done a variety of beverage products or new product development for a variety of companies over the last 10 or 15 years. So we were working in this area, but we never had all of the equipment to do all of this aseptic side of things that I just talked about. We could do some things here in our building, but when we needed something as complicated as aseptic uh, processing, we needed to go out of the building, and sometimes we had to go as far away as Texas to get the processing done. What are some examples of these new products that you guys might be looking to be trying to create? Well, our goal is to work with companies and entrepreneurs, and they always have lots of ideas. But there's a lot of innovation in this space, whether it's for going for nutrition or meal replacement products or just... um, just even water with added components from dairy proteins and things like that. But we'll work with companies on this. We'll work with entrepreneurs on this. We ourselves don't create new products. We partner with companies to create new products. They want to sell it. They're the ones who are going to literally sell it and and try and create a business out of it. A lot of this aseptic technology isn't brand new and it's kind of more popular in Europe than it is here. Can you explain why that might be? Yeah, so the, the the general process for aseptic processing of milk takes back a, a number of years, and in some parts of the world it is used. So literally, in, in 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 many parts of the world, they will buy it in cans or cartons, and you can put the milk just like you would put your beer. You don't always have to store if you buy a lot of beer in advance. You don't always have to store it in a refrigerator. You can store it in the basement. You could store it somewhere in a corridor or somewhere. And a lot of times people might take that product and put it in the refrigerator the night before so it's cold, so it tastes better cold. And just like your beer probably tastes better cold, but it doesn't have to be stored permanently in the refrigerator. Now, the difference is when they go through this process, um, the higher temperatures involved in this process, sometimes people get a slightly cooked note. So think about if you boiled milk in a saucepan, uh, you know, on the stove and cooked it for a while and you smell it, you get kind of a slightly kind of cooked milk kind of note after it's heated there for a while. Some people have consumers notice a small difference in taste or flavor. Does this necessarily have to be used for new beverage products or could it just simply be used to repackage milk in a new way? I have a feeling that um, it will be used to to create new milks are new beverages. The standard gallon jug of milk that we buy is a very highly regulated product by the federal and state governments in terms of because they're worried about food safety because obviously a lot of kids will drink milk. So they want to make sure, first of all, that it's safe and, 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 and not going to cause people to get sick. So they, but, it, but what that does is they regulate this very tightly in all processes and all ingredients and what you can use. So it actually has a negative, unfortunately, is that it's very hard to innovate in that space. And not only are new products going to be developed, but it could make current products more sustainable. Well, I think there's a sustainability angle here, too, because, you know, and, and food waste angle that many people are talking about right now. 
you know, um, regular fluid milk has a very short shelf life and needs refrigeration constantly, otherwise it will spoil. Uh, these kind of products, we could process it and wouldn't need to be consumed immediately, and it can stay unrefrigerated for months. So when you think about certain times of the year where there's a, uh, a large flush of milk supply, it's not very easy to um, it's not very easy just to convert it into fluid milk because it won't last very long. This would last a lot longer as products. I don't think we're going to export regular fluid milk because we're too far away from Asian markets here, but maybe very specialized beverages with very unusual compositions or nutritional profiles. All of those still would have the nutrition of dairy. The excellent nutrition of dairy is what we want to sell. It doesn't exactly have to look like regular gallon jugs of milk. It could be different, but as long as it has the nutrition of dairy, I think that's what we should strive for. These new products could usher in a host of new markets for the dairy industry. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. If Old McDonald was real and actually had a farm, she'd talk about it. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 5.20, here we go on a Tuesday morning in time to find out what's in store for us weather-wise this week. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. Boy, we got some more rainfall reports. Almost makes me cringe to think about it. Stan, up uh, by my home neck of the woods, northeast Wisconsin, telling me this morning that they picked up another inch and a quarter overnight around that Green Bay area. Then uh, Kirby from by La Crescent, Minnesota, 1.9 total for him over the uh, Memorial weekend. It, 
Ay, ay, ay. Like I said, pretty quick, I'm, I'm going to quit bringing up the numbers. Well, and that's it. I wish I could say it's going to change right now. There is a slow change in store this week, but it's that. It's slow, but there is going to be some improvement, a couple of small rain chances before it's all said and done. Low pressure pulling away from southeast Wisconsin, southern tip of Lake Michigan this morning. A frontal boundary still extending back toward that northern edge of Kansas, southern Nebraska, and there is rain in Nebraska, western Iowa, trying to build east and northeast for all of us i think we unfortunately could see a little shower activity developing overnight or lasting into the day tomorrow not anything like we saw over the entire weekend but up to a quarter inch or so could fall again late tonight into early wednesday another small chance heading wednesday night into thursday but temperatures start warming up here toward the end of the week and the rain threats won't be as great not talking about inches and inches again, but uh, still few chances of rain even on towards Saturday. But the mild air, that will be returning. There's a highlight. I think we'll start to warm it up somewhat. Hopefully that's going to help push along the drying where it is so desperately needed as we make our way on through the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest. Whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil. Who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. As a company founded by farmers, Rural Mutual Insurance has long understood the unique needs of the Wisconsin ag industry. As Wisconsin's number one farm insurer, they're a proud sponsor of Farm Tech Days. Visit the Rural Mutual Safety Zone tent at Farm Tech Days in Johnson Creek, July 23rd through 25th. Meet local agents and enter for your chance to win state fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Remember, we've got a big announcement about Wisconsin Farm Technology Days and a personal appearance coming up after 5.30. He's making a personal appearance for us right now. Go ahead, Stu, with that forecast. (laughs) And I wish it was different, but it'll be cloudy today. How about that? Upper 50s in the Fox Valley, Fond du Lac and uh, Oshkosh. Low 60s in the south, mid-60s in western Wisconsin. Still the north-northeast wind, though, about 5 to 10. Clouds overnight and a shower possible. Even uh, late evening, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at Lacrosse and Mauston later on overnight. Low 50s overnight, east winds about 5. Still the chance of some rain early Wednesday. And I've said trace amounts a quarter inch or so. That should be about the worst at this point. Still mostly cloudy Wednesday. Upper 60s, northeast winds at 5. Mostly cloudy Thursday, late Wednesday night into Thursday. Another bout of rain possible. I'd expect Thursday's high, though, more likely closer to 70 p.m. And it does warm a little more toward the end of the week, mid-70s. That's back to normal, finally. Yeah, but then it's going to feel like a Petri dish with all that moisture along, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, well, you're (laughs) right. The humidity builds, but there's some breeze with it all the way through. It should slowly keep drying. Oh, good. The breeze will keep the mosquitoes off me. That's good. 
Well, we got to look for the high spot. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. I just like poking him. That's Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist. And, you know, it's foggy out there this morning in many areas of the state. Thank you again, you rainfall reporters. In La Crosse, cloudy skies, 54. Mauston, cloudy and 52. Fond du Lac, cloudy and 52. Oshkosh, cloudy and 52. Madison's got a cloudy haze, kind of fog, and 54 degrees at 525. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. Do you struggle with stubborn fat bulges that hang around even with a healthy diet and regular exercise? You may be a candidate for Cool Sculpting, the world's leading non-invasive fat removal treatment. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Cool Sculpting safely and effectively freezes unwanted fat bulges without surgery or downtime. The crystallized cells are eliminated naturally through the body for long-lasting results. Advanced training through the exclusive Cool Sculpting University makes the medical providers at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie experts in body contouring. Come in for a free assessment to see if Cool Sculpting is right for you. To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsuckprairie.com. It's the kind of charge you were never expecting. Ah! Hidden charges. You've got to be kidding me. Airline companies do it all the time. Check baggage, flight rebooking fees, and so on. As other industries took notice, everyone began implementing hidden charges into what otherwise you thought were complimentary services. When you have a plumbing issue, the last thing you need is another surprising charge. With Benjamin Plumbing in the surrounding Madison area, you never pay a trip charge. When others say, Well, we gotta roll a truck and that's gonna cost blah 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 blah. Benjamin Plumbing says, in the surrounding Madison area, no trip charge. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say no trip charge in the surrounding Madison area, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Inside FS is your supplier of choice. With FS Diesel X Gold, you get power, efficiency, and protection. Engineered to be the best fuel to power and protect your diesel engines. Count on Diesel X Gold from Inside FS. 
From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. For decades, white planters have earned a reputation for boosting yields and profits. Now they've taken a quantum leap forward with the addition of Precision Planting's remarkable seeding technology. It gives you more speed, more precision, and better yields. Plant with confidence for an early season win and an end-of-season reward. Learn more about white planters at your local Ziegler Ag Equipment location or online at zieglerag.com. So David Bakhtiari chugging beer to fire the crowd up. Christian Yell is chugging beer to fire the crowd up. Oh, Cody, no, don't on. open hang this. On. He's a hate, he I'm not hates hating. Aaron I'm asking Rogers, a question. Cody. Don't, I don't make it easy First for of him. all, Cody, I don't hate Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I don't at all. I'm just in a moment where oh, a, yeah, a yeah, leader yeah. can inspire oh, the masses right. in crucial, crucial moments where the crowd seem very, very fidgety. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like if Rodgers, A, would have finished his first beer, which was a lot, or B, the second time, actually chugged a beer, it could have amped the crowd up and inspired a Bucks uh, victory. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, come on, Ebo. <laughs> it, 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 it took Aaron Rodgers to chug a beer for the Bucks to win the game. I mean, come on. And that's I not, that's not what caused him. Right. Well, it's, no, it's Conspiracy yeah. Theory Friday, Cody. i got to get a little loose. I, I was a little disappointed in Rodgers. I, I thought he, sh- he was able to chug that second beer, and you know he, he didn't. And it took him forever to chug that first one. But he's a California guy. He's not a Wisconsin guy. He so, drinks like I mean, a California. Cut him some slack. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a whiskey guy. He's a guy that wants to sip on whiskey, not chug beers. So. What are some other stars in there? Did I say T.O., Gucci Mane? Who else? Was, did you see anyone else um, there? No, T, I didn't see T.O. there. T.O. was at the game in Game 4 in Toronto, but Gucci Mane was there. He was in the front row. Uh, Jeremy Jeffress was there. Bob Dangridge was there. Obviously, Yelich, Rogers, and Bakhtiari. Hmm. There were a few guys on tap there. Uh, Cody Grant was there. You don't sell yourself yeah. short Ooh. on your celebrity status. Mallory Cody. Eden's <laughs> wearing a Pusha T-shirt. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah, that backfired on her. Yeah, big time. I think she left. By yeah. the end of the game, her dad was sitting there. So, uh, All right, Cody, let's get down to brass tacks here. You know, we have our Twitter poll up. Who do you think will win the series now? It's overwhelmingly Raptors. Um, give Bucks fans hope of why the Bucks and how the Bucks can still win this series. I would say they have to make shots, and they have to rotate out on shooters. Uh, their defense was terrific last night to start in the first quarter. Going into the second quarter, but in that second half, it wasn't good. Fred Van Vliet absolutely killed them. Yeah. He was 7-9 from three-point range. It's a guy that uh, you look at hasn't really had a great series. He had a good game four, but uh, we looked at that game as possibly a game that the Bucks were going to bounce back from because uh, they every game has been close so far this series. But then offensively, 
uh, Giannis has not been unstoppable because the guys around him are not hitting shots. Uh, they, they go 10 for 31 last night against three-point range. There's another game below 35% three, below their season average. Uh, guys aren't hitting. Nico uh, has been terrible Oof. offensively. Uh, he, he, he did not get the start last night. Uh, Boonholzer elected to go with Brogdon, who had a nice game. He was 8 of 17 from the field at 18 points. with was a plus-minus 18 uh, on the night as well, and Nico ended up playing nine minutes. He, he was 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 3 for 3, and he he had, uh, it seemed like he was forcing shots. He didn't really have a good look all night. He just kind of chucked up some really bad shots, but uh, that, that's how that's how the Bucks have won all season, is they, they hit the three ball. They're, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA, and they haven't looked nearly like that in this series. Cody, what have you noticed? Because the Bucks in a half-court possession, they're averaging like a little over half a point, which is atrocious. But in transition on fast breaks, I mean, they look really good. What has happened with the Bucks' offense when it comes to the half-court? Uh, the Raptors' defense, I think, is really bothering them. Uh, they, they they play that. They, it almost looks like a zone, kind of how they play defense. I mean, it's a man-to-man, but it almost looks like a zone. Because whenever Giannis gets the ball, uh, when he gets the ball from the point, they're not doubling him. They're you know, keeping one man on him. It's been Kawhi Leonard uh, the last couple of games. But when he gets, as soon as he gets in the paint, they're crashing on him with, with three guys. And their rotations have been just absolutely terrific. And Giannis, when he kicks it out, there's a guy right there, whether it's Bledsoe or Middleton or Brogdon. And then when Giannis gets the ball uh, on the short corner, that's when you see guys like Serge Ibaka or Marcus Song come all the way over the lane and they're on the strong side and just clogging that that side of the court. And Giannis, he can't do anything. And if guys aren't hitting shots, uh, the Raptors can continue to do that. And they're pretty much daring the Bucks to shoot threes now. And, and they're not hitting and it's frustrating them. And their half-court offense has been atrocious. And the only time where you're confident in their scoring ability is when they get on transition. But if the Raptors are hitting shots, and the Raptors are slowing the pace offensively, it's tough to do that because you don't get those uh, long rebounds. You don't get to run. And when they were able to run last night, they looked pretty good. They had a couple of good fast-break opportunities. But I think one of the turning points in the game was really early. It was in the second quarter where they go the first six minutes, one for ten, and they only score two points. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 35 now on a Tuesday morning. Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist with Farm Futures Magazine, joining us live via Skype as we roll towards 6 o'clock. Did you know on this day, back in 1961, Amnesty International was founded? A publication on the forgotten prisoners is what's considered to be the motivating piece behind Amnesty International. Again, on this date back in 1961. On this date, back in 1937, the Volkswagen was founded. Did you know the name means people's car in German? Volkswagen, still a classic today, started on this date back in 1937. And now you know, I'm P.M. Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. And I want to thank my friends at Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, the Jefferson County crew. They are all lined up for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, July 23rd through the 25th at Walter's Grain Operation, just outside of Jefferson. This morning, it is my privilege to announce the special guest that will make an appearance during Jefferson County Farm Technology Day's 
block party on Wednesday, July 24th from 3 until 7 p.m. in Tent City. His name is Charlie Behrens, but you may recognize him better as the voice behind the Manitowoc Minute. Now, if you've not followed him on YouTube, social media, Facebook, etc., let's talk with him. Charlie Behrens, the Manitowoc Minute coordinator creator. So, Charlie, tell me a little bit about how the Manitowoc Minute came to be. What were you doing that led you down that path? Uh, well, you know, I started in the news business, actually, and uh, I was doing news and a news, and you probably know this from doing radio, but you have to have a very neutral voice, or they want you to have a very neutral voice. I did not, so I always, I always said some words, like, they were like, what is, it's opinion, not opinion, you know, or they were like, what's a bubbler? So there were, or, or bag, you know, that's another good one. So I had all these, like, news directors over the years, and voice coaches and instructors say, you know, that accent's not going to work in the news industry. And then I started doing comedy, and I developed this character who took everything that people kind of said bad about him in the bad, you know, bad about him in the news industry and just doubled down on it. And that's uh, where the man's walk minute character comes from, ladies and gentlemen. And so I did it in, in a comedy club, and it did well, and then I... Uh, I just did one uh, video, which also did well, so I did another and then another, and here we are. Yeah, here we are, indeed. And now, uh, Charlie Barron's better known as uh, the producer-creator of the Manitowoc Minute, is going to be featuring uh, his material at this year's Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Now, although a lot of your material focuses in on the Midwest, do you have much exposure to agriculture? Did you when you were growing up, Charlie? Uh, Did I? I mean... In terms of, I always had friends who had farms. Uh, you know, every year my buddy had this um, big uh, festival kind of family neighborhood gathering at his farm on the west side of the state. Um, so I've always been around them, but I wouldn't say that I, I certainly didn't work on one religiously, that's okay. for sure. Tell me, when you, uh, after you come off uh, a performance or something like that, or maybe it's just uh, one of your podcasts, what have you, what kind of reaction do you get? Do people ask you questions because they think you're some authority in the Midwest, which can happen when you are uh, as popular as you are through different social media streams? Yeah, so you <laughs> Right, so you do kind of uh, become a, a little bit of the go-to for some things. You, you said, what are some things that people ask me? Yeah, well, if you can think of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it, a lot of it is my opinion on the Packers. Like, I like, like I'm gonna uh, convince. Uh, at the time, it was McCarthy or whoever uh, uh, that they need to, you know, change something up. Uh, I'm just basically a fan, but, you know, sometimes people mistake fan for expertise. I am not an expert, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> well, uh, that's all right. The more voices that uh, can implore change in Green Bay, the probably the better. So talk to me a little bit about how you uh, get inspired by material that you incorporate into Manitowoc Minute. I mean, the uh, Craigslist piece, for example, uh, what possessed you to try to make that a regular part of your routine? Oh, it's fun. You know, uh, what did, you know, actually a while back, I was doing a, um, a writing packet for one of the late night shows, and I came up with a bit for um, Tom Brokaw, which was if Tom Brokaw just did a serious news report on Craigslist. And uh, so I kind of borrowed that from that idea that I had back then. Because what I like about Craigslist is if you go on it, you get a pretty good sense of where, like, 
where a particular part of the culture is at. You know, Craigslist is a little bit more lo-fi. You know, it's not like Facebook, uh, where you have the Facebook marketplace, but it's a very interesting and I think unique and real culture on Craigslist that you don't see don't see anywhere else, especially in them Craigslist misconnections. You should not be on your dating apps. You should only be looking for love on the Craigslist misconnections. <laughs> and and you decided to focus in in Kenosha. That's uh that's the the zone that seemed uh, ripe for the picking. Uh, yeah, Kenosha. Ken, uh, Kenosha has never never let me down. My favorite find in Kenosha was actually a. Uh, 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 Jim Beam flask slash cattern. So it was this old flask that somebody turned into a cattern. But they had since cleared out sniffles from the urn, and now it's ready for your cat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, you know, it's nice that we can laugh at what we have grown up with and become so comfortable with. Tell us a little bit, is that what people should expect when they see you at the Wisconsin Farm Technology Day show, Charlie? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a lot of fun. Expect the expected, but also expect the unexpected. Now, if you're expecting the unexpected, does that mean it's really unexpected? I don't know. I lost track of where I was, but it's going to be fun. We've got music. I'll do some dancing, you know, and uh, there will be a Craigslist item that I'm going to find, especially for this event, and bring it. One of the people in the audience will be walking out with that Craigslist item. So, uh yeah, no, Dad, Dad, if Dad doesn't sell tickets, I don't know what does. Super fun. That's Charlie Behrens, better known as the creator of the Manitowoc Minute. If you still don't know what we're talking about, then jump online, manitowocminute.com. You'll find out about it there. Or follow him on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of the social media streams. And we look very much forward to meeting Charlie Behrens face-to-face. That's on Wednesday, July 24th in Tent City at the Jefferson County Wisconsin Farm Technology Days venue. Again, from 3 until 7 p.m., their brand-new block party. We'll take a break. Quick look at markets in Bryce before 6. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. I bet many of you don't even know that Wisconsin's got a school of veterinary medicine right there on the UW-Madison campus. Sometimes, if you don't need that resource, you don't realize it's there. That's the way it was for Jody. Her dog, Piper, came down with an emergency gastrointestinal problem, and she needed help right away. And she turned to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. I called them immediately, knowing that I could get through to somebody, and they pretty much walked me through it. And that alone just put me at ease. So I called back probably 15 minutes later and said, I'm on my way. Fortunately, that emergency after our visit to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine was productive. Today, Jody is a strong advocate for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and their expansion project. My name is Jody, and I'm the mom to my dog, Piper. I 100% support the building project for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, and I hope you will too. It's a gem for Wisconsin. You can help. Go to animalsneedheroes2too.com for more. 
Well, with wet weather over the Memorial Weekend and more wet weather in the forecast this week, our markets are double digits stronger in overnight electronic trade. We'll be talking about it more with Bryce in just a moment. December corn is up nine and a half right now at four twenty nine and a quarter. November beans up thirteen and a half right now at eight sixty nine and three quarters. And July new crop wheat is up sixteen and a half at five oh six a bushel. Now in Dubuque, that means cash corn's at three eighty one, new crop at three eighty nine. Cash beans in Dubuque, seven eighty nine with the new crop bid at eight fifteen. Uh, taking a look at Cottage Grove, that's got the cash corn this morning at three eighty. New crop at three ninety one. Cash beans seven fifty one. New crop at seven seventy seven. New wheat four thirty five. Just to give you a sense on where we stand as far as basis in different locations. As far as dairy was concerned, on Friday in Chicago saw the barrel cheese drop three and a half cents to one fifty eight. Forty pound block cheese was unchanged at one sixty eight and a quarter. Double A butter unchanged at two thirty eight and three quarters. So you're kind of up, up to speed on what's happening with the markets at least right now. I got to believe it's all about weather, but we'll find out if that's the case. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, joining us live next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We went into Chalmers because that's where my fiancé got my engagement ring, so we went back there to design our wedding bands. I was looking for a place that was unique, not a chain store. I wanted someone that I could go to over and over again in our area who would give me the level of service and attention that I thought her ring deserved. Every time we go in there, we always leave feeling like our days just got made so much better. You just feel so happy and like good about what you're doing, and the people there are just so friendly. We've had constant email communication, um, appointments set up. They've reached out to us multiple times to ensure that we were able to go through the process to get the ring that I wanted for my fiancé. And we were able to create what I was envisioning. I don't think anything could make her happier the way it is. I was so overwhelmed with excitement. It was exactly what I was picturing, and it was really amazing. Jumpers, jewelers, in Middleton. And Madison. Be the light. That's my motto. Hi, I'm Scott. Proud employee with EverReady Electric for over 20 years. We want you. Yes, you. We're hiring for journeymen or master electricians. Full-time with a hiring bonus of $1,500. Why? Well, we get that transitioning from one job to another has costs. And we're here to support you in a new comfort zone. Join our team and apply online. Or call and ask for Linda. She'll amp you up. We're ever ready. We want to recognize our hard-working Wisconsin farm families with another selfie campaign. Take a Life on the Farm selfie and upload it to fabulousfarmbabe.net. You could pick up a family four-pack of tickets for the Madison Mallards game Wednesday, June 12th, first pitch at 105. Thanks to the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation for partnering up with us. All tickets include the Pepsi pregame party with free food and beverages. Take a break from chores and let us see Life on the Farm with your selfie. Upload it today, fabulousfarmbabe.net. Her case IH may not start, but she will. This is a farm report with Pam Yankee. 548 on a Monday. I make that Tuesday morning. And it looks like the rain is going to start again. And that's the unfortunate part about Wisconsin weather. Not just Wisconsin weather, Midwest weather. Joining us live via Skype on a Tuesday morning, Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com. And it looks like everybody, whether you're a farmer or in the market, paying attention to this wet weather forecast. Huh, Bryce? 
Right. It's going to be a short week of trading, but we're going to pack a lot into it. Uh, the markets, corn, soybeans and wheat, everything gapped higher uh, overnight when the market started up at seven o'clock. We're holding on to those gains, double digit gains across the board right now on the nearby contracts. So the market really paying attention uh, to weather. It was much wetter than uh, forecast over the past week, according to the analysis that I did last night. We got more than twice as much rain as was uh, forecast, over two inches of rain on the average acre of corn uh, here in the Midwest and Plains. Uh, uh, despite that, uh, we did have some open days uh, earlier in the, uh, the past week. So growers were able to get in the field as they start to race with those uh, final planting dates uh, for corn. And even though the conditions were not optimal, uh, the growers who uh, posted feedback uh, from the field last week uh, said they were basically mudding it in. And, and uh, so there could be problems with emergence down the road, as well as all the other difficulties you get when you uh, plant corn in very wet fields. Well, and there's plenty of conversation and concern about continued rainfall and those uh, big numbers you were just talking about, Bryce, along the Mississippi River and other arteries. What's happening with transportation after all this? Nothing. Uh, the Mississippi River is closed uh, north of St. Louis. St. Louis Harbor closed last week. The latest forecast uh, call for the river to rise uh, to over 44 feet in St. Louis. Uh, that would be uh, the second highest level on record uh, behind only the 1993 flood. And the forecast now uh, shows that the, uh, the river could stay shut into the middle of June, maybe later. Uh, so this has had a dramatic impact on basis. If you're a farmer and you're shipping corn uh, into the Ohio River, lower Mississippi River, your basis for corn and beans took off last week uh, because uh, the market cannot get any corn from the north. And if you live to the north, uh, obviously that's where we're at. Our basis uh, weakened sharply uh, because uh, the corn does not have a lot of places to go for uh, right now and looks like it won't for quite some time. Uh, so the basis weakened, particularly out in the, uh, out in the country. Uh, that's where we saw the uh, greatest drop-off. So this afternoon, we'll get our planting progress report. I imagine the market's going to be looking very uh, strictly at those numbers. Right, and it's it, uh, tough to say exactly how much got planted. Uh, the, the growers uh, who posted their numbers last week uh, uh, appeared to make quite a bit of progress, all, uh, 25% on corn, uh, which would take uh, the corn number up to 75% uh, planted planted another uh, 10% more of soybeans and corn. That corn number could be a, be a little high. Uh, at this point, it's just a question of uh, how many acres won't get planted. And uh, so uh, I think farmers uh, did make progress in the east uh, where it was a little bit drier uh, uh, until this latest round of showers, uh, as well as in uh, other parts of the northern and southern plains. So uh, overall, uh, farmers are making progress, but we're still probably talking about harvesting uh, 45 million, four to five million fewer acres of corn than farmers intended in March. So everybody's pushing the numbers now, Bryce. Uh, prevented plant. I uh, have to take a look at crop insurance and what's going on there. Uh, also, now we have to factor in the market facilitation program. Although we haven't gotten the details, you are venturing a bit of an estimate on the adjustment that's been made 
specifically for corn, that, or well, I guess I should say corn or beans, whichever, but they were really looking at making some changes to the values on those crops compared to last fall. Right. Rather than, than getting paid for a specific uh, uh, crop, uh, farmers are going to be paid uh, based on what was, or what was planted this year uh, in their county and the loss that their county suffered. Uh, extremely difficult to forecast that because we don't know what sort of formula USDA is going to cobble together. But I did some preliminary numbers, and I remember we, it looks like there's about $14.5 billion to be spread over 20-plus crops. Uh, and uh, it's uh, the number of acres that farmers actually certify of those crops to the Farm Service Agency. And we'll do that in, by uh, mid-July, basically. Uh, so it, uh, uh, people are uh, still trying to figure out how, you know, what, the, uh, what the crop universe is. And it looks like it's about 265 million acres uh, when you do divide uh, $14.5 billion by that. You come up with about $55 an acre. Uh, and uh, that's going to be threaded, uh, split into three payments. Looks like the first payment would be the biggest. Uh, but again, it's going to be a county by county loss. Uh, so we don't know, uh, you know uh, what you're going to get and uh, likely won't know until July or August. So we're going to be making uh, these planting decisions in the blind. Now, the, the latest twist, uh, there, there was language inserted uh, into the uh, uh, bill. Uh, at the pretty much the last minute when it passed the disaster bill, at the last minute when it passed the Senate, uh, that added uh, prevent or acres that farmers who were flooded were prevented from planting. Uh, they're eligible for some of the three billion dollars in aid earmarked for farms, but nobody knows what that if that's just the disaster counties. Or if that's everybody at this point, uh, we'll hopefully find that out in the next day or two. Yeah, that would be what that'd be very, very good. So it looks like we've got a robust Tuesday underway. Bryce, we'll catch up with you again on Thursday and find out if we can hang on to it. And of course, recap the latest uh, planting progress report that should be issued in the market today. Bryce Nora, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joining us live via Skype every Tuesday and Thursday to let you know what dynamics are developing in the marketplace. And like you said, with uh, more more than twice the amount of rain versus the forecast that came across corn acres across the upper Midwest. The market's going to be attention, paying attention to that forecast and also attention to what's going on with our planting numbers. So tomorrow we are going to give you a look at wild babies. Did you see any while you were out? I hope you didn't touch them. More tomorrow.